everybody. Welcome to the I Disagree Podcast. I am Jordan Coburn. And I'm Steve Shustick. Hello. Uh, nice. Can you hear that fan, like, squeaking in the background? No. Perfect. All right. Anyways, my apologies for everyone that can. Um, we, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Cool. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I, um, I tweeted about this already, so forgive the redundancy but i think i ate like bad salmon yesterday yeah and then i went to sleep and then i woke up and i barfed and then i woke up and then i ate the rest of the salmon what like the, the barf no 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 no. You scooped it out of the trash <laughs> no although many people have suggested at least i didn't eat my own barf so you're all sick fucks oh but i no. see what you're saying you ate the yeah, same yeah. I had eaten part of the salmon, got sick, and now I ate the rest of the salmon. But that was like hours ago, so I'm kind of just a ticking time bomb at this point. <laughs> so it didn't, you didn't you didn't do the internal math? I'm on hour seven. Like... <laughs> I'm on hour seven. In one hour, it could get disastrous. I like the idea of uh, me having to take over this episode by myself halfway through because you have explosive diarrhea. No, if it, I would prefer diarrhea. Oh right, it was coming out of your mouth hole, not your booty yeah, hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's probably fine. I probably was just throwing up in the night because of some other terminal underlying condition, and everything's okay. Um, I am ready to start. Sorry, are you ready to start? <laughs> I thought we already started. Are we starting? <laughs> hey, welcome no, to the I Disagree podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Steve Shustick. You have you have any weird, disgusting tales you'd like to get off your sweat chest? No, nothing. Yeah, nothing comes to mind. No, uh, no horrendous poop stories. I know one time re- recently, I, uh, <laughs> I thought I had to. I, I, I was drunk and I thought I had to take a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went in there, and I sneezed and I farted. <laughs> <laughs> and no and poop. Came, well, and no poo came out, but I lost the contact lens. What? Okay, first off, I feel the only thing that made my story acceptable was that it occurred in the last 24 hours. <laughs> well, you put me on the spot. <laughs> you don't have to pull we had to you don't have to pull a poop story out of your ass, Steve. <laughs> well, where else would you pull one? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <clears throat> anyway, so you so you sneeze farted your contact out. Yeah, and did you keep? Were you trying to keep your eyes open to prove to yourself that you were man enough to do it successfully? <laughs> what? No, you mean sneezing with my eyes open? <laughs> Maybe that's why I lost the contact. That didn't that's what I'm me. saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Ah. Oh, well. Did you get a new one? A new contact or a new poop? Uh. Well. That is self-generating. No, I, I still haven't contact. replaced the contact. It was, it was a one and done. I'll lose a contact. I'm just, that's it. Really? <laughs> I, uh, Actually, I, went to, I went to the optometrist 22 years ago and he gave me one <laughs> set of contact lenses. He's like, take care of these, kiddo. I, okay. I ask actually because that's how my father lives his life he went around for weeks with one contact in because <laughs> why because he because the other one fell out and he was it, just like i don't need to have you, you you wear contacts right uh normally yes but you, your eyes are fucked up right yeah so you can comprehend what it would be like if one oh, eyeball yeah. can see and one totally. eye is blurry just chronic migraine yeah just not safe for anyone. 
Uh, this is yeah. how Pops lives his life, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, for some reason, he's a corporate litigator that can't muster the logistic wherewithal <laughs> to schedule an appointment and go get some fucking eyeballs. You've given a lot of evidence that your dad might be a psychopath. No, no, no. He's not a psychopath. I think he seriously has ADHD, like, yeah. se- like severely. It still doesn't explain the uh, the plane crash video. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you know, actually, it does because he's got so ADHD. He didn't even bother to wait. Yeah, that's end. what I was just gonna say. Like the fact the fact that the video he was even holding his attention and it was that long of a video is uh that that was amazing. That was enough for him to be excited and and then disaster struck. Um. Anyways, folks, we got so many disagreements this this week, like so many. Uh, thank you for sending those in, and we're getting hit up by different people, and that's been super fun. And I'm gonna say this: sometimes we just get shit writ. Shit writ. We get shit writ, and it's not specified whether or not it's a disagreement exactly uh per se which then puts us in the position of do we want to read this hate mail on air (laughs) (laughs) which makes some very good points as to how we're deficient as humans do we do we want to do that even though it is not explicitly labeled a disagree mail it's really a moral judgment we're forced to make every week so if you want to say if you want us to specifically read it on air, make sure you label it specifically as a disagree mail uh, or an agree mail, either one. So that's Jordan's position. My my position <laughs> is that ah, it's up for interpretation. However, we perceive it is what it is. I appreciate and that. If I feel and like you guys are throwing hot flames. Prepare to catch some back. Yeah, totally. I just went rogue making that we <laughs> statement. It seems like I have power here too. <laughs> what, you you want to get started? Right, you want to read one? Oh, okay. We got yeah. we got a lot to choose from. Where do you want to start? Yes. Yeah, we got we did get a lot. Let's start with uh our buddy Lauren Eggert. Lauren, Lauren Eggert. says incoming I disagree mail. Is this uh, the same uh Lauren with uh, the uh professor uh shrimp Puerto Rico? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Hello, doctor. Uh, <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Here we go. Lauren says, "Incoming, I disagree." Mail. This one is directed towards Jordan. Hmm. I like that. My dearest Jordan, it has come to my attention that one of your topics blew my fucking mind. Pigeons aren't cool. They fucking suck. Mm. And their poop can kill you. What? She leaves a quote. The pigeon transmitted disease to be most concerned about is histoplasmosis a fungal disease that affects the human respiratory tract and in rare cases can be fatal histoplasmosis is spread to people when they breathe in fungal spores from pigeon droppings my god that have been disturbed usually during cleaning or construction activities (laughs) disturbed i like i like i like the idea of a shit being disturbed it was it was just fucking hanging out dude (laughs) mining its own poo business until you disturbed that feces um End quote. Also, as an avid animal lover and general Disney Disney princess around our furry friends, birds are fucking gross, especially mm-hmm. pigeons. So respectfully, Jordan, they nasty as fuck. Get your shirt to get your shirt. Get your shit together, girl. Secondly, Jordan, my massive boob doppelganger. We've had 
off-air <laughs> conversations about this we're like the same person lauren and i it's very actually strange i don't know how that's happened in like terms of in terms glitch. of everything per- like yeah like we have so many characteristics of each other that are just, like so similar it's very strange um it's really cool hillary clinton is the most unlikable person i've ever witnessed ever and She's show incred- I was going to say, end show. We should cut it right there. (laughs) She's incredibly talented, inspiring, motivating, and damn is she smart. But holy fuck, is it so easy to just not like her. The Mm. word I would use to describe her is insincere. I agree. Everything she's ever done seems so forced and deliberate and cringy. It's like she's a professional politician or something. (laughs) Yes. Nice. In conclusion, pigeons and Hillary Clinton suck. But what doesn't suck? This podcast. Thanks, guys. Yay. Uh, You know what, Lauren? Uh, I I agree on all three points you made there. I I cede the floor. Yeah, well, now that we're bringing death into it, I, too, am not a fan of pigeons. Well, actually, to be, to be fair to you, Jordan, I believe that you'd already flipped your position on city that's birds true. by the end that's of the... Tr- that's true. I'm trying to remember the detail it was that flipped. Because they won't but... get out of the way when you're driving. Oh, These fucking yes. city birds spreading yes. their diseases, fucking just hanging out in traffic. Just Ain't lounging. It... <laughs> I got to make no loitering signs on every highway I go down. It's ridiculous. These fucking pigeons. What These fucking birds Okay. Um, all right. <clears throat> Lauren, thank you so much. Steve, you want to take the next one? Uh yeah. Do, do you want to do you want to comment on on Hillary or did uh, do you think Lauren Oh no, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think uh I'm with you and I'm with her, you know. But I think that that was a random Hillary pun that will <laughs> increasingly irrelevant <laughs> irrelevant over time uh i agree yeah i agree with you lauren i i i feel like well yeah she's just again i don't want to i don't want to play into talking too much shit on her but i i agree i do not just, I think let's she, be honest what do you really think you know it's yeah i mean it's the same thing i said last week that's my thoughts yeah. are generally unchanging yeah most of the and- time <laughs> I mean, she's right too when she says that. Uh, what's she say that she's she's very intelligent and yeah, totally all the good things, inspiring, motivating, oh. smart. Yeah, so true. She doesn't, she doesn't inspire me at all, but like I would concede that she's a highly well, competent, intelligent woman. But maybe if you had an achy uterus, you would feel that way. Maybe. Yeah, but. <laughs> Maybe if you had a My big old pair years. of nuts, you'd be put to sleep listening to Hillary Clinton drone on. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? God, I guess. Let's. Uh, Do you think she's done? Do you think she's done in politics, though? She. You can tell she doesn't want to be. You don't she think keeps, so? You know, oh, she oh, keeps she trying to insert to herself yeah. in the conver- into like national conversation. It's like, again, get out of here. Again, Lord made a great point. So many politicians are like that. There are uh-huh. so many people that are like so much worse than Hillary that are Democrats. Also, she just had the most. I think she's just the most ro- robotic candidate that had a, a spotlight on her for a long, long time, dude. Mm-hmm. Not to mention she's constantly punished for how she handled her husband's shitty behavior, which I don't think <laughs> is fair. Yeah. Well, I. I mean, that was a long time ago. That was when I was a kid. But I. I do seem to recall. Like, didn't she like slander uh, Monica I Lewinsky? So. Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah, it's, she's done a lot of that. She's. She's not a good egg. You know. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that we have to put faith in. We have to have faith in right now that have not had the greatest track record. 
So our next one comes from a repeat hater, Claire Hoffbrauer. <laughs> a repeat hater. Yeah, she's a repeat hater. <laughs> she goes on the the hater uh, wall of fame. Uh, Claire says, dear Jordan and Steve, I think you b- both should get a subscription to Slate Plus and listen to the history of American slavery and the S- Slate Academy on Reconstruction, because I think you both have good hearts and know so little about what you're trying to say that it's cringy. Slavery in the United States was the only race-based system of slavery and the only system of generational property own- ownership of human beings. South Africa took our re- racism and built an even more robust system of institutional racism, a shameless version. Slavery grew out of capitalism. Racism came from the economic need to perpetuate a capitalist economy that was anti-competitive because of its institutions. And then she goes on in all caps. And for fuck's sakes, slaves did not build the pyramids. Jews were never enslaved. Uh. (laughs) Okay, so first of all, Claire, I listened back to the episode. At no point do we claim that the Jews built the pyramids. Did you listen to it? We never made that claim. No, I never listen to things I've done previously. <laughs> well, I, I do when when I get haterade. No. Totally. No, but my, we, I my I'm a very claim. I'm a very avoidant person. I just would prefer to pretend it never happened and <laughs> just shove everything under the rug and move on with my sad life. She's right though. I did make the claim that the the pyramids were built by slaves, which I looked it up. It's actually not true. The the pyramids in Egypt were not built by slaves. However, Ancient Egypt did have slaves. They just didn't happen to build the pyramids. They were building other things. Okay. I appreciate that you did that research and uh, this concession. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Um, were they like, they weren't indentured servants or or like any, like, not, like nothing that resembles forced labor whatsoever? In terms of the pyramids specifically? Yeah. From what I read, no. Which, again, who the fuck knows? Because it was so long ago. It just kind of depends on who wrote down what. But totally. the, the general consensus among historians appears to be that the pyramids were not built by slave labor. I'm with although, you, Steve. I although that ancient that... Egypt did have slaves. Okay, yes. I, I thought that I uh, had memories of being taught that, and I probably well, didn't. You, you remember that know. from like like probably like church, because like Old Testament shit says the, 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 uh. the Hebrew slaves built the pyramids. But that's not what we were talking about. I just no. assumed that they were built by slaves of some kind because they did have slaves back then. Yeah. Turns out, I no, though. I think what this is all illuminating is that uh, Claire's right that we are very ignorant on this topic. At least me personally. Well, um, I mean, I sh- she's also doing the thing where it's like, look, I'm a patriot as much as the next guy. Oh, and I also There's think I also start. think that the United <laughs> States is the center of the world. <laughs> but in reality, it's not. And to, I mean, the, the idea a, that slavery response. existed before the existence of the United States. That's a that's a, a fact. Like, yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like to fully address these disagree mails, we need to, like, get the listener online and have like a mini sort of like hash out with them. Maybe we could start doing that for patrons or something. Maybe. If That'd you cool. contribute one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought we were doing a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's if you're okay, if you're a patron and you send in a disagree mail or an agree mail and you want the option to come on screen and well, we're on screen. That doesn't matter to any of you on mic and talk through that 
we can make a patron tier for that. How would that? How how does that sound? Yeah, I think uh, you know, ten dollars for every minute you want to be on air. What what do you? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe we'll do some some some, some Taco Tuesdays seconds but... based paywall. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I do feel like you and Claire and myself have to have like a full like I have to have a sort of back and forth to fully address or appropriately address everything that she she had said in that post without um it just creating this like extended chain of of responses and everything but as far as your recommendations go thank you so much i will definitely check those out yeah i guess i'm sorry for being white and stupid about slavery well i'm not apologizing because she's wrong (laughs) slavery has existed for thousands of years she says that slavery grew out of capitalism that's crazy capitalism is a fairly modern modern like conception that was like when when did adam smith write wealth of nations i have no fucking idea but i'm gonna assume in maybe i don't know 1850 somewhere around there they had slaves in like ancient sumeria let's see well that's, of course- that's, that's why i'm saying i feel like she has to come on to talk to us because i'm not so sure she would stand by that being her main argument well i think her, i think what she's saying is that it was the race-based system of slavery and the only system of generational property ownership of human beings that made American slavery unique, which the first part may or may not be true, but the second part's definitely not true. Like people were born into slavery all throughout history. Totally. My understanding. Whether or not it was race-based that maybe she's right on that one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. My understanding from the text that I was referencing last week that I've just been reading was like, it didn't happen like it happened in america pretty much up until that time so maybe um that's sort of more what she's referencing i don't know let us know claire but because because this we talked about it a little bit last week but having you know the ability to still live with your family for example or there being like a, a set time period that that you were a servant basically like all of that shit completely went out the window when it was brought over and executed throughout that atlantic slave trade it was like tear you from your family no rights like just fucking awful well like nobody's making the argument that slavery's good no <laughs> i'm just saying yeah, I I know, think I like know. that system of slavery maybe is what she's she's referencing specifically like when she says slavery in general but who knows i don't want to put words in your email you should (laughs) (laughs) hit us up again um but yeah ultimately i feel like (laughs) this is this has provided a a very accurate depiction of how steve and i respond to conflict when it comes up in the real world which is steve like fires back and if it's anything race-based i cower and apologize (laughs) that is is always that is always my response because my assumption is always that i don't that i don't know you know because right but i mean that's the thing even like if you go back and listen to the episode we're, we're not like making definitive claims we're kind of sure. asking questions and like yeah oh, what, what to this each is. other that's great <laughs> and i oh, but i think hey, i don't know do you know no, you I literally know. said at one point in the show like yeah we don't know that if somebody wants to throw that in the comments we'd, we'd be we'd be happy to learn and then claire does it but like a smug ass thanks claire <laughs> well i guess Love you, claire. claire is the one claire is the original disagree mailer i know her 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 little her, her uh what is it yeah. called or uh avatar avatar yeah it's yeah. just her doing the uh the face palm, face palm. <laughs> yeah. 
I like how your the sound of that somehow got that across faster. <laughs> your sweaty, clammy hand on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that, so that, that, I think that would that would probably require a longer conversation. But I, I just, I dispute. Like, I guess my point of contention is just this um, this idea that Americans have that history started in 1776, and also that nothing has changed since 1776. I feel like Claire wouldn't say that, though. Yeah, maybe not Claire. You know? Maybe not Claire specifically, but that's I'm just kind of a general attitude I, I perceive from a lot of people. Yes. I like that we're now disagreeing on interpretations <laughs> of... <laughs> like I said, it's all open to interpretation. We're arguing this like fucking lawyers. <laughs> I mean, if you if you really look into the, the, the third paragraph, second line, uh, she says your haircut's stupid, Jordan. Ooh, <laughs> rude! Nice. That was at our I disagreepies page, huh? Uh, yes, it was. Do you want to explain that? Because that's something that patrons get, but access some, to. Yes, yeah, I will. Some newer men's may not understand that. I wonder. Yes, I, yes, yes. So when you become a patron at Patreon.com/slash I disagree podcast and you sign up at any level, starts as low as three dollars, you get access to our patron-only Facebook group, which has been—it's starting to to be a fun time. There's it more is, people yeah, in there. Is. It's like a party that's finally hit eleven thirty. You know, it's just Speaking starting with, to did, heat up. did you see Catherine Jackson peed the tub? Yes, I did. That's right. We're starting to get entirely nonsensical content posted that has nothing to do with disagreements. Although you were talking about how disgusting baths are, so that was. Oh yeah, I mean, she was she was referencing it. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we got some nice, uh, nice picture of someone bathing in what is clearly piss water. I guess piss water <laughs> is redundant. Water is piss. Wait, no, true. piss is water. Also true. <laughs> Anyways. Become a patron. <laughs> you can yeah. you can join you can join the Facebook group. And then if you sign up at the five dollar level level, you can uh give us some warm-up topics, which we will get into later after we finish our last two disagree mails. Um here we go. I like going it. going right into it. These are new contributors. Thank you so much for listening and for contributing. First one is from Angela Wesneski. Oh, that is a very one. fun last name to say. Wesneski. Angela says, hi, my name is Angela and I'm a teacher in Baltimore. This summer, some of my coworkers started a book club to start conversations about racial equity and our work. One of last week's reads was an article that I think might be helpful. Your recent episode, uh, number 17, Gotta Love a Pride Number, <laughs> featured a discussion about whether America is a racist country. Some aspects of your conversation included arguments described as the five fallacies about racism in an article called what is racial domination? I have attached the article, but it is also available online if you Google the title. Never open an attachment of an unsolicited email. Nice. The article is 21 pages long. Oh, God damn. I fucking suck at reading, but I will do it because I need to. And I also need to learn how to read in general. Though I highly encourage everyone to read it. The fallacies are on the pages labeled 342 to 344. That's longer than 21 pages. Just kidding. <laughs> which, which, which are pages 8 to 10 of the attached PDF. Specifically, I'd ask you to consider the tokenistic fallacy. Sorry for assigning homework, but it's summer and it's been so long since I've had students. Finally, one of you made a comment during the discussion that was essentially two white people talking about race, exactly what we need right now. That was probably me. Uh, that I think is <laughs> sarcastic. However, I believe that white people talking, taking the initiative to have these important conversations with each other is crucial right now. 
I agree. We should obviously listen to black voices wherever possible, but we need to get past the idea that our responsibility is just to listen. We need to engage with ideas and converse with friends so that we are taking responsibility for the emotional labor of our education rather than just waiting for a black person to take that for us. I'd like to close by saying thanks for the pod. I don't always agree with either of you, but your willingness to engage in meaningful discussions is refreshing and I appreciate you both. Thank you, Angela. Thanks, yes. Angela. That was beautiful. Thank yeah. you so much. I What a good egg. Yes. Also, I don't see the attachment, but I'll just I don't either. It I was I was gonna ask you about that. I don't see it either. Yes. But but we should we should read it and then um yeah, then we can circle back. Okay. Anyways, um, I appreciate I appreciate that very much, and I appreciate you listening to us, even though you don't always agree with us. That's kind of the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and I do I do agree one hundred percent that white people need to be talking to each other. It's like black people for so long have been doing the emotional labor of and intellectual labor of explaining what is so incredibly obvious and in many ways and so in fucking all the ways and has had to you know synthesize it and deliver it in a way that's palatable to people that inherently don't have you know just an organic experience with the realities of racism and i think white people talking to each other you know i make that comment sarcastically but also because i do feel like white people talking about race period is met with not all the time but you know kind of like an eye roll sort of reaction because clearly we don't under understand you know so I guess that's sort of where that sentiment comes from when I make sarcastic offhand comments like that mm-hmm. is, is is like hear, hearing from white voices about the topic, I guess, specifically, is I, I don't think needed right now unless you are truly, you know, an accomplice and you're the accomplice. disseminating information to your base. Yes, it's I different think you meant ally. Oh, no. it's an accomplice. What's the difference? So, this is something that I learned because a black woman sent me the article. But it's the difference between an ally and accomplice basically is, I mean, just to super strip it down, an accomplice is willing to actually be side by side, like, in the fucking weeds doing the work that might be more, you know, it might have more costs to them, like, getting arrested, like being willing to really show up, really, really, really showing up. Whereas allyship has sort of fallen into a lot of passive, like passivity. Is that a well, word? Who, who, who decides, who, who makes these determinations? Though? That's, I mean, that's there's the not, part I want to push back on a little bit. It's just, it's like just the, a compelling article that I think explains what being an effective, you know, white person looks like solidarity wise versus not and and they've just labeled you know a certain set of traits as an ally and a certain set of traits as an accomplice i just i don't i don't know how i feel about the whole concept of like white voices and black voices and and just like that whole line of thinking it's i mean i get it but it's i don't know people people aren't monoliths you know i just want to hear voices and i'm not really particularly like people have different perspectives coming from where they you know how how they grew up obviously and 
a lot of black people might have a different perspective than me, but a lot of black people have different perspectives than other black people. So when people say they want to elevate black voices, well, which ones? Because it doesn't appear to be Clarence Thomas. It, it doesn't appear to be Thomas Sowell. You know, so like who 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 is the arbiter of this? I cannot answer that question. And I think it was meant <laughs> to be rhetorical. Well, I mean, it's somewhat rhetorical, but I mean, it's a legitimate question. It's like, like, obviously, Candace Owens is a hack, right? Everybody would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that, but she's a yeah. black voice. Def- definitely, black people are not a monolith. That is absolutely true. And neither are white people. And I don't think there's any sort of, you know, no one's going to like. I guess. To me, it seems like when I think of white voices or I actually never really think of white voices, really, (laughs) (laughs) because they're kind of like like you're talking about constantly. Huh? That's like you're talking about ghosts. White voices. Yeah. Very Bruce Willis-y thing. But I feel like. (laughs) I see white people. Yeah. I see white people. (laughs) Um, I, I feel even the fact that white voices isn't even like a phrase that I hear, you know, it's like, it's, that's a phrase that I don't hear because white voices are everywhere constantly just in my life and in the media that I consume typically. And so this concept of lifting up black voices, I think generally for me, that comes with the understanding that there are voices that are anti-racist and not someone like Candace Owens. Okay, well, take her out of it. Is Clarence Thomas a racist? I was actually just listening. There was this webinar from Dr. Kendi. He's the man who wrote How to Be an Anti-Racist. Yeah, he, and... I, there's two books that I want to read before we comment on it further, but I definitely want to read White Fragility, and I want to read that one, and then and then come back and discuss. <laughs> you got a devilish smile on your face right now. <laughs> I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot about these books, but I don't want to jump to any conclusions without reading them to myself. Oh, you know what we should do, Steve? You and I should read White Fragility, and then we can have a book club, and we'll make <laughs> it available to patrons. All right, cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. We should because I think it's important to read because I think it's just important to read, not because I'm uh, anticipating any sort of problematic th- thought patterns. I don't know. Is that what you're getting at? You think there's going to be some shit for you to tear apart? I, well. My understanding, and again, I haven't read it, so I don't want to. I don't want to speak out of turn here. But... White fragility is also written by a white woman, right? Of course it is. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I've actually watched a lot of. I have watched a lot of her stuff, and I can send you some of her videos. But um, the, from the... what I've seen, she's incredibly intentional when she speaks. It doesn't seem like very performative to me. But the idea, so white white fragility means that white people are uncomfortable uh, having to deal with or address uh, like systemic racism in society. Am I correct so far? That to me, I think white fragility. Also, this could be a fucking ten-hour-long podcast. Well, why don't we why don't we put a pin in this one because that 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 would be something interesting, and I should read it first before, before yes. we tear it apart but, anyway. But very, but very quickly. 
white fragility to me is the phenomenon that appears in many, many, many different ways of when a white person is confronted with the realities of race in this country, they react in a very defensive way to a point that disallows them from actually internalizing any sort of real information, you know, about how the world works in a very racist way constantly, you know? And so I think, you know, like when white people get called out and then they say, I'm not racist. That's like a classic example of white fragility. Okay. So it is exactly the way people described it to me. That's that logic makes no sense. That's, that's, that's a Wait, why not? trap. Okay. Maybe we can, you want to get into this just so, for a couple minutes. The idea that God, it's like a fucking denying... piece of cake on a counter. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea that denying you're racist is proof of racism is, is a circular reasoning. That makes no sense. That makes no logical sense. Well, what do you mean it doesn't make any logical sense? Denying you're racist is proof that you're racist. So if you could either deny you're racist, proving that you're racist, or not deny you're racist, therefore you're racist. Well, yeah, that's exactly the point. It's all racist. Everybody's racist. Yes, which brings us back to what we were talking about last week is, and I should say, actually, what I was listening to on this webinar, he was saying, not everybody is racist. We can all live in a racist system, but like individually, you are either a racist or you are an anti-racist. So when I say everybody's racist, I'm more so speaking to the whole everybody's living in a society that typically is being upheld by its citizens, whether knowingly or not, in a way that promotes racism. And and if I deny it, that's proof. It's not. I don't think it's. Well, I mean, what is like. That's like that's like he he who smelt it dealt it. It's it's that well, so level well, well, of when we think of the definition of racism, it's like it's a it's a group of people basically that have power, like undeniable power more so than the oppressed group that is relatively being examined or groups, you know, among them. Right? So when your racism was not liking people of other races. That's a great sticking point and i think nuance of what a more full understanding of racism embodies it's not just i don't like black people you know it's not just someone saying that you're gonna cut that i can already yeah. see in your you face and show and show oh my god and send to twitter canceled forever please please deploy it at a time in my life when things are not going well and i'm profoundly unhappy if you could oh. and just take me out of my my uh my industry oh you're not there yet wait for it no no no, not yet i'm doing okay for now okay oh. cool yeah just give me the signal and i'll cancel you but but racism is like if you are just because when you deny when you deny when when someone says you're a racist and you say no, I'm no, I'm not. Right. That's like the example we're talking about right now. OK. OK. First off, there's probably a reason that somebody was calling you a racist, you know. And so number two, when you deny, no, I'm not. And you don't even want to, like, ask questions as to why someone would say that as to why someone would make what is understood to be as a pretty strong indictment on your character. Otherwise, you wouldn't react so yeah. defensively. Exactly. That's a, that's the strongest indictment you can make on someone's character in Amer- in like modern American life. To call someone a racist is like the worst thing you can call someone. That can destroy their life. So yeah, the onus is on that person to back it up. I think though there's and, there's and, varying levels of racists. You know, there's like yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So like someone, 
you know, like, sadly, I have people in my family that I that I don't believe have ever used the N-word, for example, but they elect leaders and believe in policies that are systemically racist all the time. And they preach about those things and they wind up preaching very racist sentiments you know, sort of by picking up and spitting back out again, these sort of dog whistling policies from the politicians that they support, for example. So is is my is my uncle a racist because, you know, or, or rather, is he is he not a racist because he's never said the N word? And that's enough. To well, that's, be the, like, that's the standard that you just introduced, though. No. Right. I'm I'm sort of boiling it down to what I think is kind of the go-to sort of you know there's like a lot there's a few examples that it seems people have on hand when they're coming from this i'm not a racist standpoint it's like you know i have black friends i don't say that word i've never like been mean to a black person like these kind of behavioral like one-time behavioral pieces of proof in quotes that they think um is, is kind of the the criteria and then there's like no other amount of things that they could be doing that would effectively make them engaging in racism maybe sure not necessarily like yeah it's just but also freaking out about someone calling you a a racist it's like maybe maybe your definition of of racist is sort of what needs to be examined further instead of believing that someone telling you that you're the worst person in the world i mean i think racists are pretty bad people and i think you know if you're gonna if you're gonna make that claim about someone's character i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's that's a pretty bold statement but what if instead of like what if you're calling someone a child molester like wouldn't it be on (laughs) the person making the claim to prove there's not a depending on i guess how you feel about this whole epstein situation there's not a a, you know (laughs) like systemic set of rules and circumstances that allow child pedophilia and pedophiles to have more power over people that are not pedophiles yeah this is a again just, right this, now this is a bad this is week to use as an example but yeah i see what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> bad week to use this. this is a bad time to try to use that example though because of all the fucking shit that's happening it's like yeah, oh yeah. no actually there very well could be but i, I i'm just kidding it is it is entirely not akin to racism but i don't know yeah i I, I think there certainly there are people that just oh yeah i've never said the n-word i can't be racist yeah i mean but on on the on the other far end of that there's people that that claim that everything is racist everything did did you see this thing that the smithsonian put up in in the honestly like the national museum of african-american heritage or i forget the name of it did you see it though no that that like uh this pictograph talking about the concepts of whiteness and uh what white culture represents yeah and i swear to god i if 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 you hadn't told me that it it was it was from the smithsonian it could easily been from david duke or richard spencer because it's like you know the concept of being on time is is a white concept and all this shit that's it's it's like the 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 super the super woke people and the super racist people are basically saying the same thing (laughs) so i get i get what you're saying i think like there's this episode in broad city where i know i keep referencing that but (laughs) 
there's this one character alana who's super super woke and at one point her her friend is like do you know sometimes you're like so woke you're actually racist and that's that's what you're referencing right now yeah yeah and i mean this isn't some obscure thing too i'm not just like nut picking like this is in the smithsonian you say nut picking yeah we <laughs> talked about that in a previous episode right this is picking like the nuttiest example like oh this represents the oh, whole that's shit right. that's just right. finding some 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 random kooky college professor and being like see they're all like that they're all crazy com- i mean they are all crazy communists so you take issue you take issue with this with this notion that being on time is a white thing because you're saying well then that insinuates that black people are always late yeah and that's racist yeah yeah I can that, that's the that's the one example i can remember off my head but there was a lot of things a lot of things that were just listed as like what what normal people would consider good healthy character traits to succeed in life were all classified as whiteness and it's like Again, I'm just a white guy, so I I can't I can't I can only speculate what I would think if I was a black guy reading that. But it seems like I'd be highly insulted. You know what I mean? It seems like I'd be oh the concept of a nuclear family, the concept of being on time, the, the, uh, a, a strong work ethic. I think it said I, I might have mm-hmm. just made that one up. But it's just like how is this how how is this not racist? Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see exactly how they worded it because of the sort of. If you want to talk for a minute, I'll try and find it. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I do think, I mean, I understand your your line of logic there and how that's confusing. Um, and I don't want to try to come up with explanations and pass them off as the correct ones in terms of like why they would say that. But if I had to guess... Because we've already opened up this white can of worms here. I, <laughs> I would say, I, I, I know similarly to being on time is this concept of like professionalism, right? And so, yeah. and professionalism is largely, or at least I should say, I have been made to understand that it is largely a white concept and it is. And like the violations of those sort of codes of culture typically wind up pushing out people that that don't, you know, embody those sort of more professional characteristics. And it's a a question of like, well, how do people get socialized to act that way specifically? And is it fair to punish a person socially because they for whatever reason didn't wind up you know well i shouldn't say for whatever reason a lot of it comes down to this issue of like assimilation for example or like or just the concept of professionalism itself and what it means being a social construct you know like who says that some of these things are 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 what's and at the time thing is a different issue i'm just thinking more the professionalism thing like how you dress how you talk for example how you hold yourself or like exist in a room you know these are all white white culture just dominates workplaces through and through so to me when i hear like those examples that's kind of where my brain is imagining uh, their theirs was when they when they made that. Well, I can't find. God, it. it's exhausting. Ra- oh, it's exhausting <laughs> rambling and not fucking being articulate. It's 
no i mean i don't know i can't find the thing so maybe i was wrong maybe it wasn't the smithsonian i'm having uh trouble uh multitasking right now Um, yeah but just like i don't know it's just it sounds really racist to me like are you like the idea that oh so you're 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 saying in like africa people just go to work whenever their bosses don't expect them to be on time it just it sounds it sounds like what a white supremacist would say I don't think that that's the suggestion, though. I don't I re- think it's like white people are on time and black people are not. I don't. I don't think that that's the, that's supposed to be the takeaway. Uh, well, well, maybe we should come back to that one. Later, yes, I guess. Yes, definitely. Again, because I, I can't then... find it, and it's it's uh, it's kind of hard to talk about it without actually looking at the thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I mean, yeah, the concept that you're that you're saying is not like specific to that one piece of art or um history yeah i mean that i guess that all ties back into like the whole white fragility thing like i don't know i guess i guess we'll read like your reaction to that you mean there is there is a sort of like interesting dynamic where white people when they'll they'll get defensive we'll get defensive and (laughs) <laughs> say like i <laughs> said very conveniently not counting myself in that group which is part of the problem but i am part of that group for sure so much i am so much a part of that group um fuck it we should circle back <laughs> to what to, to this at a later date perhaps okay it, do you want to do you want to read that We've been going for 45 minutes now. I just want to make sure we get to um, Eric's disagree mail, and then I want us to get some warm-ups in. But God knows this will continue, as it should. And sorry for talking so much. Would you like like to say more things before we move on? I'm sorry. I've entirely Uh, dominated this conversation. No, that's all good. I mean, I I, I told you to because I was trying to find the thing, but then I couldn't multitask and listen and Google at the same time. So we will come back to that. Uh, I do have uh, a real quick uh, disagree mail from Sam Fritz. Oh, yes. So regarding episode 17, he said, enjoy this week's episode. However, sorry, enjoy this week's episode, especially when Steve talked about the greatness that is Deion Sanders. Agreed. (laughs) However, he says in all caps. I have to disagree that Terminator 2 is the greatest movie of all time. Have you never seen Rocky 4? Oh. Says Sam. Have Did you? We talk about- yeah, of course. Did we talk okay. about Rocky 4 with, uh, with with Dallas? Uh, did we? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we I know did. We, I know we talked about Creed. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. Creed. I don't know if we talked about Rocky 4. I haven't so seen Ro- any of those movies. All three okay. of them. Yeah. Rocky so take four. Rocky Four. Let me tell you about Rocky Four. Okay, so this was like at the height of uh of the Cold War. So there was a time in our country where Hollywood actually made uh pro American propaganda, and that's when all the best action movies were. Right, it was like that that period from like I, I would say eighty two to maybe ninety one. So now they make propaganda is all anti American, but for a while there it was all pro American propaganda. And Rocky Four was the pinnacle of uh of <laughs> uh American propaganda in Hollywood movies. So. <laughs> where do i begin so you're familiar with <laughs> with, with with the rocky mythology somewhat okay, no and so you know he's this he's this uh, uh he's the italian stallion oh, i thought someone... you said iraqi mythology that's <laughs> like, <laughs> like no i'm not both of those things <laughs> so part one rocky he just sylvester stallone's first movie written in i believe directed 
and like people forget that about Stallone like his introduction was like a, like a real film like Rocky was like a, like like cinema you know it was like a good movie mm-hmm. and then after that the sequel started like Hollywooding it up and like okay. part four was like the pinnacle of like super Hollywood like just action film and so the the premise is that he has to go fight uh what is this fucking Drago Drago I forget his goddamn name, but it was Dolph Lundgren. He played a Russian uh, boxer mm-hmm. or a Soviet Union. This is when the Soviet Union was a thing, right? And he has an exhibition match in the States and ends up beating the shit out of uh God, I can't remember the 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 uh the dad from uh what was the movie we just talked about? I'm fucking this up completely. <laughs> we just cut all this nonsense out. Okay, no, I'm no, gonna start. The one that we just talked Apollo about? Creed. Apollo oh, Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the father of uh, Michael B. Jordan and Creed, right? Mm, okay. Yes, so his, yes. his dad was Apollo Creed, and he famously fought Rocky Balboa in right. part one and two. And right. they were rivals, but also best friends. Yeah. In part four, Apollo Creed has an exhibition match against the latest, greatest Soviet-engineered fighter. And uh, Drago beats the sh- beats him to death, and he dies. So now Rocky has, to, Rocky has to... Cha- a retired Rocky Balboa has to come out of retirement to challenge uh, Drago. A murderer? Well, it was he beat he beat him to death in the ring. It was a it was a boxing match. Does that count? People have died in the That's ring. That's not murder. People have died in the ring before. Yeah, I mean it happens. And then it's like, eh, so goes the game. See you yeah. tomorrow, boys. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's boxing. <laughs> that's man. horrifying. Has no one? It really does blow my mind that at no point in time people have seriously been like, hey. Maybe we should stop putting humans in a ring and making them punch the fucking shit out of each other. <laughs> Seems like a terrible idea, right? Yes. Seems like a terrible idea. Like MMA, like, I don't know. You guys, doesn't that hurt? Right. God damn. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so Rocky has to travel to the to, to the USSR to train so he can fight uh, uh, Drago, who is mm-hmm. Dolph Lundgren, right? And Dolph Lundgren, he has all the best Soviet trainers, and he's, they're getting jacked up with like Soviet steroids, and they go to this training montage of him like, having the most high tech equipment. Uh-huh. And then the the the, the iconic uh, Rocky training montage is just him running through the forest There's... in Russia, running oh. through the snow, and like picking up oh, heavy oh. things. So oh, he God. does it like super old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they fight, and for like. For like 47 rounds, uh, Dolph Lundgren is just beating the shit out of Rocky Balboa. Just beating his ass, beating his ass, beating his ass. And this is in the Soviet Union. So everybody in the audience is like pro-Soviet, anti-American. So they hate Rocky and everybody's cheering the hero Drago. But then Rocky Balboa has shown so much grit and heart enduring this beating that slowly but surely the crowd turns and starts rooting for Rocky. And oh. then Rocky makes a miraculous comeback. That's all he needed was, out of Drago. was hope. Was that? Yeah. Beats the shit out of Drago in Mother Russia okay. and then gives this, this speech at the end that just so like dumbass Stallone goonery. He's like, <laughs> I know that we were fighting and we weren't friends, but now we're buds, and maybe <laughs> our countries can be pals too. And everybody cheers. Jeez. That was like a to- very Tommy Wiseau absurd. rendition of Rocky. <laughs> it's the most absurd goddamn movie. So, no, it is not as good as Terminator 2, uh, Sam, but I, I, do, I do enjoy it for like the novelty and like just the, the campiness of it. But I need yeah. to watch. Out of all, out of all of those movies, which one? Well, you're gonna. Which one should I watch first? And you would say Terminator Two, but first Terminator. No, no, 1? Terminator One. Yes. 
right, right. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> you need some context. I got to get in on this. I know. When, when the boys talk, I got to be able to pop in <laughs> yeah, there, you when know? The, when the fellas are talking robots. I get my elbows wet? <laughs> Greasy? What is, the, what is the phrase? Roll up your sleeves and get your knees dirty. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> get my elbows wet. All right. You had, uh, you had another one? I do, yes. Here we go. Okay, this one is from Eric Page, our final disagreement. This is this I told you we had so many this week. So uh yeah, it's been fun doing basically a whole episode of these. Uh hey Jordan and Steve. I think that this started as a disagreement to Steve, but quickly became a thought experiment. While listening to you discuss how Russia's misinformation campaign affected the 2016 election, Steve made the point that he or another party could have uh could have made targeted facebook ads so why is it the russian that why is it that the russian effort is unique jordan i feel that you missed the strongest counterpoint it's because it's russia steve is a u.s citizen foreign powers should not be involving themselves in u.s elections u.s citizens almost have an obligation to do so no one wants a president to be indebted to a foreign country a u.s citizen promoting propaganda isn't great but at least they pay taxes in the country where repercussions will be felt there is often a response to this that the Clinton campaign hired Christopher Steele to provide opposition research on Trump and Steele is British. This may be true. However, Steele's work was not done on behalf of the British government. He was paid by the Clinton campaign directly. So now the question is, if it's okay to hire citizens of other countries to work on a U.S. campaign, if Trump had hired Cozy Bear, for example, uh, I don't think anyone thinks he did, would that have been okay? Are these examples all on the same spectrum? I'm not a patron, but if you're desperate for warm-ups, oh, here we go. Well, we can get back to this. We can we'll get back to the warm-up section. Okay. When we get to warm-ups. Um, okay. but okay, thanks, Randy. That's Randy? A, I thought you said his name is Eric. That is. It says Eric Eric Page and thanks Randy. <laughs> all right. So I don't know. Well, whoever I don't know why, you are. I know. I don't, yeah. I yeah. That's so funny that that's like throwing us off so much. <laughs> it's like the name on Google that I think you actually get to just like pick yourself anyway. So, Randy, I say be who you are whenever you are. We're here for you. Do you want to do you want to answer that first or respond to that first? Sure. Um fantastic email by the way. Thank you. Yeah, good email. Th- thanks for listening and thanks for writing in. I would say I mean I I I don't really disagree. I mean, I'm not. I never made the claim that I thought it's it's okay that that Rush is doing that. I mean, the, the well, the you point... were you were saying what's the difference between like you know people in the U.S. doing that? Yeah, but when I say that, I mean in terms of actually having like an influence on the election, because the the premise is that well, well, I mean, Hillary would have won if it weren't for those Russian Facebook trolls, and I'm just like, I know, like anybody can be a Facebook troll, and yeah, I don't like that Rush is doing it, but. Yeah, I do think I do think that that's very good to call me out on that. One hundred percent, first and foremost, it's a foreign actor that's interfering in our elections, and that's just a boundary that we have drawn and need to actually, you know, enforce. So yeah, I agree. That, that alone I mean, kind of kind of wins that argument. I think. I think. Or do you think foreign foreign election well, no foreign, i think i think it, i think it's all bad i said i thought it was bad the last episode i just totally. don't think whether or not it exists has anything to do with why hillary clinton's not president right now that that's my contention i don't think it's good that russia's okay. doing that right yes 
that is that is all it's well the efficacy and... of of the Russian trolls that that I'm disputing. Yes, I think specifically though, R- Randy was saying, you know, what really is the difference between someone like Russia that's coming in and doing this work directly um, versus someone like Christopher Steele that was hired by a U.S. entity to do work that wound up influencing the election or at least was done in the pursuit of influencing the election. So the steel, the steel dossier, are you like familiar with that? Is that the P tape? It's just all of the oppo research basically on Uh Trump. Yeah. So, so like, is it okay? Is it okay for oppo research to be found and peddled by a foreign entity on like what's the difference between them doing that on their own versus a foreign entity Christopher Steele in this case doing it but just having been hired to do it through the the correct channels I think would be the biggest distinction but yeah Clinton campaign hired Chris Steele to do that um do I think that's okay you mean yeah I think it's just kind of examining you know are they all <laughs> is it all kind of the same the same thing like well if i don't trump... think that's the same as is the russian facebook trolls at all because first of all oh sorry go ahead i mean because if i mean if there were if there were proof that like i guess i don't even know well the, the, yeah, hillary doing that and conspiring i guess with the the steel dossier and british agents is troubling Wait, and hold probably on. conspiring with the steel dossier is not an accurate sentence <laughs> well you said she paid them for money <laughs> or right? phrase well yeah so like steel or paid them for money that's another like, sentence that makes no sense they yeah so <laughs> they they hired this guy steel to do this research that's it. yeah so i don't think i mean i think that's unseemly and probably a bad look but i don't think it's but it, you don't but you don't have not illegal and also there's a big difference no between, it's definitely it's definitely not illegal it's probably not a good look though but that being said i mean there's a lot there's a big difference between uh conspiring with british agents and conspiring with russian agents like, yes that's, that's a pretty big distinction so but right but, but also it's not, it's not russian agents it's like fucking exactly. facebook trolls like it's not exactly like steel was like former mi6 like intelligence you know agent um but i think the question that Randy is posing what if Trump did the same thing like you know hired like officially hired basically cozy bear this hacking you know disseminating well hacking is illegal yeah you know what I mean like that would be different that would be actually a crime trolling on Facebook is not illegal yes hold on let me I'm going to get a quick synopsis here for Cozy Bear. Cozy Bear. Oh, that's a real thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cozy Bear? Is a Russian hacker group believed to be associated with one or more intelligence agencies of Russia. Uh, The Dutch General Intelligence and Security Service deduced from security camera footage that it is led by Russian Foreign Intelligence Service. Cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike also previously suggested that it may be associated with either the Russian Federal Security Service or SVR. Uh, that's the Foreign Intelligence Service. The group was given other nicknames by other cybersecurity firms, including Office Monkeys, Cozy Car, uh, The Dukes, and Cozy Duke. 
Why are there <laughs> all their names so cool? I know. Why are. are you making me like them? But, but yeah, I guess like, yeah. So the the question, if Trump had hired Cozy Bear, would that have been okay? To troll or to hack? Uh, to engage. Uh, either in... one, either one would not be okay. First of all, I, I would say at the Just very to, at to, the... to engage in things that could uh, ultimately affect the election. At best, it would be like I said with uh, Hillary and the Steele dossier. It would just look that would bad. be unseemly. At, right. It's probably unethical, even if it's fine legally. It's probably a bad thing. Right. Um. I mean, what seems? Sorry. But the the hacking, if 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 they're paying them to hack into their political enemies, well, that's that's a crime. Yeah, I guess that becomes an issue or a question of like, you know, what ways are and are not okay to obtain information. Because when you have like a, a former spy going and getting things too, there's there's different methods that are used to get in- information. Um, but yeah, I think that is what what effectively wound up happening was like, and this is my conception of it. Steve, feel free to disagree with me. On you this. know more about it than I do. I've I've been following it as viewers of the Daily Beans will will attest. Right. Well, just basically, there was an agreement between Trump and Putin that Putin would help get him elected. And because of that and other reasons, other, you know, what I believe to be compromise was had. uh, So damaging information that Russia had on Trump that beholds Trump and his policies to Russia. um, Throw in, yeah, throw in the election help with that. There's this uh, quid pro quo in, in many forms. Um, when it comes to Russia and the Trump campaign that was not explicitly laid out like Hillary hiring Christopher Steele to do that opposition research specifically, which is just like a like a single transaction sort of deal, you know? Right. It wasn't like Britain was going to have any sort of greater, you know, place in the dialogue of how we should legislate when it comes to how our country interacts with them um that is yeah that is that is interesting i mean it's i don't know i I think they're all crooks i mean they're all they're all crooks i don't trust a lot of them yeah this is very political this whole episode is very political Mm -hmm. it's been it's been nice do you want to get some fun some warm-ups warm yeah which i feel at this point we always do them at the end we should just uh, cool we should just we'll just keep calling them warm-ups knowing that it's ironic boom yeah. there we go <laughs> there you go. okay everyone, let's get to the warm-ups all right so the warm-ups which we do at the end because we're smart so this is something for all of our listeners uh, can enjoy if you are a patron patron at patreon.com slash I disagree podcast and are at the $5 tier above, you can submit warm up topics. And we got some hot ones this week coming in hot. First, we have one from a uh, regular listener, Aaron Hutton. Thank you, Aaron, for listening. Uh, I am going to skip to the end on this one real quick uh, because she does put a comment in here saying, uh, off topic, Steve's deep voice is fucking hot. Fire emoji. Ooh. Now, when I first read this, I was super flattered. I was like, yeah, maybe I got a sexy radio voice. <laughs> then I realized, no, she was talking about my Scotty Pippen impression. Oh. Aaron Hutton wants to know, if you could spend two hours with any living person in the world, who would it be? 
And if it could be anyone alive or dead, would your answer change? That's a great question. Um, if it could be alive or dead, they could be alive or dead. I was going to pick dead people. You can pick dead people. Cool. I pick dead people. <laughs> um, Alan Watts. He's like... It's a philosopher, right? Did a lot of acid or something? He's, yes, precisely. That's okay. a great synopsis. Yes. <laughs> that summed um, him up pretty good. Yes. Uh, and then can I think of my second one? Do you have your first one? Uh, probably Patrice O'Neill. Oh yeah. But then there, you know, I I I think about this question, and it's like, well, is is the question who is someone that you really admire, or is it someone like what what are, what are the parameters? Like, how what is the meeting about? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the assumption is like what just if we're being... playing basketball and then I pick John McCain? How's he supposed to play uh, basketball yeah, yeah. with me? Well, let's say you could do whatever you want with the person, so long as it's consensual with their then, ghostly body. Yeah, then I, then I realized Patrice O'Neill was a notorious ass, and he'd probably just make fun of me the whole time, and it'd be a terrible experience for me. Now, oh, like I, you would still be a you'd still be an annoying fan that's like a nuisance. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, oh god, these fucking guys—they <laughs> won't get off my tail. <laughs> so, t- tell tell us about Alan Watts. What's what's his deal? Oh, I mean, I just really like the stuff that he says about the human condition and spiritualism and and stuff, and how we should sort of like experience life, I guess, and ways to eliminate suffering and conceive of death, and just like bigger questions. But I would like to specifically talk to him about some personal uh spiritual questioning walls i've gotten into that i haven't found answered in his works oh well maybe i can help jordan what do you got (laughs) well here's an example alan is very (laughs) alan (laughs) he's very about like this concept of getting into the flow of things you know and are you familiar with the concept of flow uh no it's like it's not necessarily the path of least resistance, but it's that, you know, if you're really like struggling and kind of banging your head against the wall trying to like get something specific, that's that's pretty much the only way to guarantee that you like won't get that thing. And that's actually entirely different from the concept of flow. But <laughs> uh, but the 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 idea, I guess, is just like. Really ridding yourself of this concept of of like meditating on something that you want specifically and just sort of letting it happen by like naturally doing the things that that feel good or like come to you sort of in life and and just really existing as who you are in that moment this is why you went for seconds on the salmon (laughs) wait to get you're just going along with it, man. You're just going with the flow. I'm hungry. Oh, There's salmon yeah, 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 yeah. It, No, yeah. it's true. It's true. And that's kind of the question that I'd want to ask him is like, well, what happens, you know, if 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 it is ill-advised to really search for something and to like really grasp for something, at, like where does the line get drawn between working and aspiring for anything at all and just being like a couch potato, basically? And just being, you know, like, oh, I'm letting life happen to me. Here I am. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I've done a lot of weed, mostly. 
(laughs) (laughs) What about you? Do you have a second pick? Uh, see, and this again, because it's like, well, is it someone I really admire? Like, would I pick Michael Jordan? You know, but would he be pleasant to hang out with? Probably not. You don't think so? He'd probably just try to beat me at everything. I disagree. I disagree. I feel like he'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, you you didn't watch the Last Dance documentary, did you? No, no, I didn't. Yeah, he's a notorious psychopath tyrant, and that's how he got six rings. Yeah, he just bullied the shit out of his teammates, where they they either uh, that's no fun. They well, the the ones that were able to endure his harsh treatment have six championships. Holy shit! So it is what it is. All he is a psychopathic winner. Like oh, he's like the Bella and Marta Caroli of basketball, but from the inside. Yeah. If they put on leotards, all he cares about is winning. So he he he, in college he 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 makes the the game winning shot in the NCAA tournament and and wins the college championship. Goes to the NBA, gets gets a gold medal in the Olympics, wins six fucking rings in a row, and just builds this like this cult of personality around himself. Like, yeah. Cause you can't talk shit to Michael Jordan. Cause no matter what you say, he's still right. Cause he's clearly the greatest person to ever play this game. But as far as like being pleasant to be around, it did not sound like it'd be fun being his teammates. Yeah. What about but just like, you, are you, you just trying going to win? But are, are you also playing basketball or are you just trying to go hang out and meet him? That's what I'm saying. But like how uh. much of that, that psychopathic uh, mentality, like just, seeps into every aspect of his life do you think it's disappointing to find out that your celebrity heroes are assholes not in jordan's case it just confirms everything that yeah he's the the greatest competitor to ever live and he take he does not accept losing and that's why everybody had michael jordan posters on their wall when i was a kid you know yeah but But, i also know i mean like i haven't heard of lebron being a complete dick yeah and he doesn't have six rings he's he's choked a lot in the playoffs like he's he's got some rings because he's the most gifted, like physically gifted person to ever play basketball. But Jordan was the most physically gifted and had the strongest work ethic. It yeah. was just a, a complete psychopath when it came to winning. LeBron yeah. doesn't have that. Huh? It bothers me when I find out that people that I look up to are assholes. Kobe had it. That's he was an mamba, asshole. That's the Mamba mentality. Yeah. Mm. Like there, okay. there's there's a story of Kobe walking in. Uh, it was at a time when he was he was like hurt, so he wasn't he wasn't like training, and it was the day of the trade deadline or something. And he comes he comes into practice when he was hurt, like dressed in a suit, and it was like, "Hey, Kobe, what are you doing here?" He's like, oh, "I just came to see which of you scrubs is going to get cut today." Oh shit! Ruthless. He huh? had no time for losers. He had no time for like if you're not putting 110. percent If yeah. your only goal in life is not to bring a championship home to the city of Los Angeles. Kobe Bryant does not have fucking time for you. Michael Jordan didn't have fucking time for you. LeBron will go fucking hang out at the pool with you and have fucking Mai Tais. He doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) But then he's happier in life and he's still rich as fuck and successful as fuck. Why not just do that? Hey, I hear you. I hear you. And there's so many people that think he's better than Kobe and Jordan. Well, those people, they can't defend that argument. Like That's impossible to do. Have you heard that Ellen DeGeneres is a dick apparently? I have heard that. Asshole. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, she's getting. She, I swear, she gets like mini canceled on a cycle of like six months at a time. She's just like she'll trend on Twitter, or or like some account well, of of some former assistant or something comes out. 
well, do you remember the the horrible deed that she did about a year ago? Like the, the just it, un, it it blew up the internet. It was just such an atrocious act by Ellen DeGeneres that I can't believe that. What? Oh, 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 oh. Bush. Yeah, she had the temerity yeah. to enjoy a baseball game with President Bush. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, that was that was interesting, huh? She really does manage to because the stories I've heard of her being an asshole are like so so high in number. So to think that that's the thing that really pissed people off about her is very ironic because it's like you're getting you're trying to cancel her for being nice when actually uh, she's yeah, like, yeah. Really fucking mean. <laughs> You're missing the the mark. You're missing the mark here. It's yeah. to me that people like were so upset about that. It's like I saw it as like, oh, what do you know that two super wealthy, rich, famous people happen to know each other and also have really good seats at a sporting event? Yeah. Oh my god. Like I I do also feel though like she she was in a tough position there to just. I don't know if it's fair to place on her that she was confirming everything Bush has ever done in his career just by like no. sitting there. It's not no. like they texted He's together not confirming and tailgated. Everything that she did. And yeah. that, that's that's the thing like there I mean you see a lot of vitriol on the right and the left but that particular incident was pretty revealing because the people that were mad were people on the left that were mad at Helen. Nobody on the right was mad at Bush for going to a ball game with with I guess I said Helen Ellen. You know, <laughs> nobody was mad at Bush. No conservatives were like, "Oh, what is he doing watching no, a baseball yeah. game with that lesbian?" Nobody gave a fuck. No conservatives don't really tend to like get into that stuff too much. Yeah, nobody cares. Just enjoy the game. Or maybe they <laughs> do. I'm just not in the circles to see the people that are uh, so specifically upset. <laughs> it is interesting when I hop back and forth from my Twitter account to to the 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 podcast Twitter account. Yeah, it's it's a completely different world. Like totally. The, yeah, it's completely Speaking different. of, what's your Twitter, Steve? Uh, Steve Shus, S T E V E S C H U S. Nice. I'm at Jordan's Confused, J O R D A N S C O N F U S E D. Our podcast is at the I Disagree Pod. Please follow us. That would be sick. That would be and, terrific. And also, uh, find us and subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a review. And that would be amazing. Thank you for this interim plug, Steve. <laughs> do you want to do one last warm up topic? Yeah, let's find let's find a good one from Eric Mickelson. Sweet, Eric, shout out. Eric sends us. The <laughs> Although there best. is there is just a funny conversation going on in the Patreon between Claire, Eric, and Aaron. <laughs> you can't uh, reveal it to the non patrons. Yeah, good point. Good point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep that shit attractive. You know. All right, maybe put Mysterious. another edit here while I. Uh... Everybody. First off, I just want to take this time that Steve is finding this to tell you that uh, I really appreciate with you all. I appreciate you all bearing with us as we entirely change the format of this show over the last 18 episodes. <laughs> so here's one from Eric Mickelson. Does cheese okay. give you bad dreams? Interesting. What? Hard, hard to agree or disagree on that. What? I guess only through anecdotes. Eric's just trolling us now. <laughs> Does cheese give you bad dreams? I do. I, I do not think I've isolated my cheese consumption enough to make such judgment. Good God, grapes make me paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Dude, grapes make me shit. That is for certain. What's what's a what's another one? Yeah, let me find. I, I do it. Is that a thing? Cheese giving people bad dreams? Oh, you I know never what heard that. Crazy dreams is nicotine. Uh, Ooh, interesting. I've, I've, the the Nicorette gum, one ah, of the many efforts really? I've done to quit smoking. Yeah, 
You fall asleep with gum in your mouth? That doesn't sound Fall asleep with the gum in my mouth and have the craziest dreams. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wait, how do you fall asleep with gum in your mouth? That sounds like a wonderful way to fucking Spider-Man your throat closed. Well, I've I've definitely woken up with gum in my hair a lot. Oh, God. For sure. (laughs) Uh, Do you think Airbnb is a net good or bad for a city? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. So That's now, now we're talking to Eric Mickelson. <laughs> Just cheese. He's fucking cheese. <laughs> cheese. What do you think about Airbnb? Um, I completely see the arguments that it takes away from an actual neighborhood. And that does suck. I, actually, the place I'm living in right now is normally an Airbnb. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten to live here had that system gone on as as it was. And this is like a... Although this neighborhood is already gentrified, so I am doing that, which is a bummer. But it was getting double gentrified by the Airbnb guests, because then my my generalizing uh, my gentrifying self wouldn't have been able to live here had that not happened. But See, I the, the, the gentr that that's another one of those issues, like that you can't you just can't win on because if 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 you move into an area, you're gentrifying. If you leave an area, it's white flight. White flight? Did you just you make that up? No, that's the thing. White flight. White flight? I've never heard of that. What is mm-hmm. that? White flight is when uh, white people will leave an area or a city or a neighborhood en masse. Uh, so, like, oh, the, the, an example would be like, like Detroit. A, like a like vacuum, the, like an economic vacuum. Right. So, Detroit is a good example of that, like, the percentage of white population of Detroit. Got it. All moved well, to the suburbs. I mean, I think the similarity between both of those is that it makes life economically less accessible for black people yeah but so what are you supposed to do as a white person well i mean i don't know clearly i've made the moral decision that i'm okay living in north park <laughs> gentrifying <laughs> yeah gentrifying but, yeah yeah um i mean what are our options la jolla i can't afford la jolla <laughs> right Mission and if Valley? you went to la jolla that would be white flight to la jolla white flight to la jolla Fuck La Jolla, dude. It's pretty, but my God. Yeah. I don't know. I like La Jolla, but... any Yeah. Anyways, Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb. <laughs> Sorry. Airbnb. I do, I do think I do think generally the way that it functions currently, I mean, I can only assume that it's being done in excess because I'm seeing like yard signs and stuff and increasingly so, it seems like people are buying up properties to Airbnb them out instead of just giving them to like renters at affordable rates. So yeah, I think that does suck. What I mean, do you think? For for who? It doesn't suck if you own an Airbnb. No, it does not. <laughs> yeah. A mean, lot of the your, people it, that own like, the Airbnb don't even property. live here. They don't even yeah, live but, here. They, they just take up they take up real estate, make it harder for people to find housing in a place like San Diego, which already has a crazy housing crisis. And so then you have these fucking Airbnbs. It's like these are not Airbnbs are not often people's only source of income so it seems a bit unnecessary to me it seems like the the cost the way that it happens now is not worth the gain of being able to travel in maybe a more affordable way i guess than hotel the concept of airbnb i love and i use it when i travel sometimes but (laughs) god fuck i'm always you can't win in a lot of these things you can't win and that's that's what i've grown to realize is you can't win any side you pick 
somebody's going to have something to say about it. Well, See? aside from somebody having something to say about it, there is just also like legitimate arguments to be to be made. Like I yeah. like using Airbnb, but also it is shitty. You know, it is know. shitty I mean, for I, the I, communities it operates in. I think. I don't. You know. don't think so? I mean, I, I don't. It's, it's your it's your property. You know, you do it with it, whatever you want. But it's like you're coming in and it's your property because you were able to come in and buy it. Correct. That's how property works. But then when people are doing that, it's like it adds so much insult to injury that they're number one coming and taking property in places that are typically gentrified. And then because it's a lot of the times in cities and like cool hipster places and stuff that those are very like often synonymous with gentrified it's areas. It's in tourist destinations. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the times, yeah. It's but a like, major form of revenue for those communities, probably. But then it also takes away from hotels and how much... Fuck hotels, like, that's just ho- the cost of competition. But Ubers hotel taxes, taxes... Hotel taxes wind up paying a lot to cities. Like well, visitors' taxes. Yeah, basically. I, think, well, I don't know I if mean, those are avoided he- through Airbnb. I don't know. Prob- well, actually, no, they're not. Well, I guess it depends on what what state or what locality. Because if you look on when like, you're getting an Airbnb, there's all those little addendums at the bottom. Yeah, a million different ones. A million of them. That's just yeah. if there's a hotel tax for Honolulu. You know? Yeah. I do really love the ability, though, to be able to travel and like live in an actual neighborhood for a little bit. Yeah. I do. I do like that. But then again, you know, this whole little horseshoe community of like little casitas here are... It's super dope, and like I feel really lucky to be able to live here, and it's right around the corner from podcasting, recording, when we were doing that in the same room, and it would suck if I, you know, like I, I wouldn't have, just for my personal selfish view, I wouldn't have been able to find, find this place, for example, had if, Airbnb been operating. Yeah, I mean, you would have had to move somewhere else, but I mean, that's just... And like, <laughs> if there's less rentable spaces available doesn't that make the cost go up and that sucks it does but it also it also increases the incentive to build more units but what if you're in san diego and you're completely saturated we're not completely saturated by any means like even even san francisco is not completely saturated they've just chosen not to not to build new buildings yeah i'm just thinking in north park it seems like we're pretty saturated here Maybe, but I mean, not everybody has to live in North Park. You know, that's yeah, the, like yeah. the that's the trendy, expensive hipster totally. area with all the craft beers and shit. Well, you then know? you have Encinitas, that you know, fucking hippie, like <laughs> hippie Karen Beach town. Right. That's they refused. They have such an affordable housing problem there, and they refuse to build more units because the citizens have decided they don't want to like build past a certain point in the skyline because they want to be able to see the ocean. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same thing as San Francisco. They call that the, the NIMBY movement, the not okay. in my backyard. So the no new development. So the people that already right. own property in San Francisco, they don't want more property be, to be built because right. that will lower the value of their property. That's why like a fucking studio in San Francisco costs four thousand dollars a month while you're like climbing over needles and human feces to get to it <laughs> you know 
It's like four thousand bucks. But if they if they if they just let them build new goddamn buildings, it wouldn't be four thousand bucks. But the people that own those properties is like no 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 no. We got to keep the people we got to keep the people homeless and the property values up, and then blame Republicans. Even we though agree with each other a lot. Did. Well, <laughs> that's true because they are pretty liberal there, huh? Oh my god! Like it's amazing. That is really really hypocritical and shitty, and clearly demonstrates. Uh-huh. their misunderstanding of their place in society <laughs> <laughs> does that um, answer your question oh, yeah who was that from was that from eric aaron oh and eric oh, yeah yes. that's from eric i think that's a good place to cut it off we're getting very joe rogany the last couple episodes going yeah. past an hour <laughs> yeah good point but hey you guys are giving us so much content to comment on we're just hey yeah i blame the listeners i blame my rambling for the first 45 minutes of the show and that's we not being self-deprecating that is an accurate assessment <laughs> what? i said we both do a pretty good job of babbling so yes we do don't feel bad yeah we do um, all right all right do you have any last things you would like to say no cool neither do i uh everybody please email us again uh or for the first time at the i disagree podcast at gmail.com with your disagree or uh agree mails and please let us know specifically that they are such things and then we'll read them online you can also yeah please consider being a patron that would be it's it's fun it's growing it's it's the 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 hot goss on the internet streets i don't know you you had a good head of steam going there and it's Peter got the end. Part of me I'm wanted to throw you. a lifeline and help out, but part of me is like, "Hey, you gotta learn to swim." You know, you just let me drown <laughs> every time. Every time at the end of the podcast, it's just a pathological tripping at the finish line. I am unable to prevent. Well, um, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, everybody. 